Well, good day, everyone. Happy to have you with us. I'm Dwight Henry, your host for The Chat. Glad you're along today. Again, visiting this week with my longtime friend, Jackie Dawson, who's pastor of Carthage Full Gospel Church in Carthage. Jackie, thanks for being with me again. I appreciate it so much. Good to be here. Hey, listen, last week we talked about uh, your growing up. Uh, I think I said, uh, you know, you're like me, started going to church nine months before you were born, received Christ as an eight or nine-year-old boy, uh, was appointed kind of a leader in the church as a teenager, uh, and and just receiving Christ into your life and uh, and moving on from there, uh, being a part of an independent church and watching that church close as a leader of that, going through all of that, saying God, I'll do anything you want me to do except start another church. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, what did God call you to do? <laughs> start start a another church. church. Yeah. Right. yeah, and and you wouldn't be doing anything else. But now, just to kind of backtrack on that a little bit. You, you, uh, and you and I were part of a church together, Faith Chapel, down in Buffalo Valley, where I pastored, and you served as a youth pastor for a couple of years, and I enjoyed that experience. I really did. I enjoyed baptizing people in the creek, and and when we started, we did, we only had one room. I mean, it was just a one room church, and with an outhouse in the back. Yeah. You know, no running, only running water we had was that creek that ran by close to the church where we baptized people. But those are great days. Uh, but but now, when did you? When did uh, let's talk about your calling a little more. When did you? Um, I mean, you you knew something was going on in your heart and life, but when did you when did you talk about the decision, the process that hey, God is calling me into full time ministry, and how that happened in your life? Well, um, as I said last week, I had that experience with the Lord at fourteen years old, and from that time on, I felt like I was called to be in the ministry. I didn't necessarily identify it as full-time ministry. I just knew that I was called to be a part of ministering to others. As a 14-year-old. As a 14-year-old. And so, you know, wound up hipping with that church that we told the story about. That yeah. wound up closing the doors and, and uh, uh, famously told the Lord that that's the one thing I didn't want to do, start <laughs> another church. And and uh, he knew it. He had patience with me. And yeah. part of the healing, you mentioned uh, uh, serving as associate pastor. I filled in for people. Uh, I felt like the Lord told me. And I believe this is good for anybody, whether you feel like you're called to ministry or not. I felt like the Lord called me and told me to do what needed to be done. And so the every church from then on, every church that I was a part of for whatever reason. And and um, if there was an opportunity, I would look for the opportunity where they needed me. Not always necessarily something I felt good at. It was just if I felt like I could do it without doing harm to it. <laughs> <laughs> You've done music. Played and they were made it. I played the guitar. And, it all, yeah. and you can ask my son-in-law. That's almost a joke. I had the heart for it. I just didn't necessarily have the musical talent for it. You know? and, uh, I thought you uh, did great. Uh, I gave it all my heart. Now, that's yeah. one thing I can yeah. say. And so uh, uh, for a while, some after the church closed down, uh, I just got married, and we went some to my wife's church, and we went back to the Methodist church some, and, and I wound up serving on whatever they needed. Visitors committee, we had a pastor that was real active at that time. I taught the youth, many, many different areas, and then I would get calls from different people who knew me as I did things in the community and did other things. I filled in at a church uh, in our community being the song leader. And um, uh, for like four or five or six months, and they actually asked me to take it. But um, I felt like our beliefs were enough different that I could keep my mouth shut, but it really wouldn't be fair to them or me. Yeah. So so I, I just did that more as a fill-in to help them out. 
then the call came not long after that to, to youth work with youth. And as I said, my heart was just whatever, Lord. You bloomed where you were planted. Yeah. Or tried to let That's the Lord what, lead you. In I that. believe in that so much. Yeah. And uh, so, and at that point, I still could not tell you I'm called to pastor. It, I, I, I would have told you I'm called to the ministry. Yeah. But I could not have told you that. And as we came to uh, the church that you were a pastor and I was associate pastor at, as we came to that place, wonderful place, has a dear place in my heart. You know, you had the guest minister in that came from Alabama and, yeah. and spoke about the grace of God. And my heart just yeah. leaped within me. And that became the final stage of the healing power of God in my heart for what I'd gone through and for my fears of starting a church. That became about a two or three year process as as I worked there and as I began to just consume the word of his grace and, and of his being for me and not against me and I don't have to succeed. It's okay if I fail as long as I'm serving the Lord and following what I think he's called me to do. And out of that came a heart and, and the Colossians, uh, where it says, hope Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm, 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 uh, and, uh, you know, when you look up glory, it's not just, I used to think of any time glory mentioned, I'm, I thought heaven. Yeah. But when you look that up in the Greek, the word glory, actually, one of the strong meanings of it, it does mean splendor. It does mean many of the things we associate it with. But if you look in the concordance, it means a good opinion concerning one. Ooh, and say so that again. a good opinion concerning one. So when you look at that scripture, Christ in you is the hope of the good opinion of God. God's view and opinion of us. Of us, yeah. yes. Just Ooh. as we are through the blood of Jesus, yeah. we're spotless, we're clean, uh, we're we're healed, we're redeemed. You know, every word you want to use for that, <laughs> yeah. we have out of that. And so that began to really put confidence in my heart. And I began to feel like uh, not the church I was at, but I just began to feel like that God was calling me back to the town that I was raised in, uh, which this wasn't real far away from it. But I yeah. felt like God had called me back to that and was calling me to start a church and in my heart. Uh, that's when I began to associate and believe that God is calling me to, to preach and to be a pastor uh, because I felt like he's told me, you set up a church, and the main focus is hope. 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 To focus on hope. Focus on hope. What is Bible hope? And, and you know, it's, it, it's good expectation. It's yeah. a comp, good and confident expectation yeah. of God's work and of God taking care of you. It's not just wishing and hoping and blowing out candles right. on a birthday cake. No, it's a confident I mean, expectation. Of good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so you you and so when you established Carthage for Gospel as you as you as the Lord led you in that direction, mm -hmm. that was a primary. That was message. the foundation. That's what you want to do, and and uh, the, and you and that was uh, thirty years ago. Actually, 30? thirty years ago this August we started it, but it, two years before that is when I felt like I was to resign from helping in that church because I didn't want to draw anybody from a church, and we went to another town to go to yeah. church for almost two years preparing for what God had called us to do. And so you and, and you, you, you use some terms here that I want to come back to in our next segment 
that you know, the Lord told you. How do you know when the Lord's telling you something? And and uh, and and so much more we want to talk about as as I continue to visit uh, today with my longtime friend Jackie Dawson. So happy to have you with us. We'll back with more with the chat in just a moment. We're back on the chat with my friend Jackie Dawson, pastor of Carthage Full Gospel Church. Jackie, what a story about just being led by the Lord through things that had happened in your life, some things you're happy about, some things you were disappointed, but now you're, you're believing that God is, is leading you back to your hometown of Carthage to, to start another church, and you spent some time getting ready for that, and uh, and I think uh, two years, I think you said, but, but, but that was 30 years ago since the doors of Carthage full gospel open. That's right. Thirty. Can you believe? I was there for the first service. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, I th- and most of the anniversaries, I think I was there except for this past one. I wasn't yeah. able to make it. But that is just. And so now you were actually when you started that church, when that church was started, you were still working a full time job. Were you when you transitioned? Talk yes, about that. Absolutely. I was working at the local power company. Yeah, and enjoyed my job. Yeah, uh, but uh, I. Went to work every day and, yeah. and went home and did that bivocational thing that many that are listening may have very well done. And yeah. that, that was a part of the process, too. Yeah. You know, it's very unusual for, for you just to walk into a full-time ministry job. And sometimes I'm not even sure that's best because to learn how other people deal with life, to learn about volunteer hours, you know, I, I still work hard at the church and do a lot of things, but when you think about it, I can work my because I'm now full time. I can work my schedule around different things. Well, I had to work this forty hour job, yeah. and work the the rest into my life. So I do understand how that it can be a struggle. While we're all called to commit, while we're all called to be a part of the church and to give some of our time, when you've come through that process, you realize that. It's more complicated than you just want to or you don't want to. Yeah. And so that, to me, was a real blessing. Uh, uh, part of the process. Yeah, part of the process. Part of growing. Yeah, sure. There came a point in time, I guess, as the church grew and demands of the church grew or whatever, that you said, okay, I'm gonna, I, I feel God's called to leave what I'm doing with the power company mm-hmm. and move and transition yeah. full-time into the church. Had great that end. had to be a big decision. Oh, that was a huge decision, one that I don't regret at all. Yeah. It was a wonderful job. Uh, would probably be about ready to retire now, <laughs> which I'm not ready to retire yeah. in any way, not ready to retire from what I'm doing. I love love what I'm doing, but uh, there were some real security issues there because you pretty well know that that power company is going to be there. Yeah, if it's right. not, nothing's yeah. hardly going to be there. Electricity's not going to go out of style. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, work with good people, enjoyed who I worked with. Uh, did not hate my job, but I loved ministry more. Yeah, and so and that was that was it was in your it heart came to, to a do. place. Yeah, and and you said something earlier, not trying to get off subject, and you correct me if I need to change. But you said, "How did I know the Lord called me, and how yeah. did I know I heard His voice?" Most of the decisions that I've ever made have been an inkling, an inkling that I okay. followed. So you didn't see a burning bush. Yeah, I didn't see a didn't burning see an bush. Angel. I didn't yeah. hear a voice. Yeah. Now. The I want you to start a church and I want it to be focused on hope was one of those three or four times in my life to where it was almost like there was an audible voice. Yeah. It was not an audible voice, but it was so alive in me yeah. that it was almost like an audible voice. But the called into the ministry, 
was more of a process than it was a voice. Yeah. A lot of most of the other things I've done in the Lord have been more of a process than a voice. I, I have an inkling. I search it out. I pray about it. I don't get a no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I don't even have a yes. Uh, yeah. But you don't. Get but I no. just sense that that's the direction that the Lord's leading me in, and I go for it. Is that always right? Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about things that wound up being right, so it may sound like I'm saying I always hear the voice of the Lord. I do not always hear the voice of the yeah. Lord, and I think it's dangerous to assume we always do. Yeah. But I I do try to follow those inklings, and I found out following those inklings, even if I get off course, the Lord can get me back on course. Can bring you back. And so. That initial calling was that way. The going into the full time ministry was not that loud inner voice. Uh, it was the church is now at the place that it needs someone. It needs full time care. Yeah. And so it was the logical next step in what I felt like God had called me to do. Yeah. And it was more like a step, a spiritual suggestion. Just right. a kind of velvety sort of, okay, this is the next step. Like the church said, is going no. to grow if we're going to minister to people. Uh, it's got a solid foundation. It's where it needs to be. It can it it can now afford to pay me, not as much as I was making. Yeah. And not, I mean, it, it was really, you know, <laughs> I had to feel strongly that this was my next step. Sure. Um, without that voice, you know, often God leads you in faith and and you don't have any kind of sign from heaven. Yeah. It's your faith that you you choose to do it because at that time uh, and I'm not saying it's that way now, but at that time when you work for the power company, your insurance was 100%, it wasn't 80. Wow. And so they paid I, it off. I was walking away. There were little stuff you had to pay. Yeah. But uh, we had a $10,000 uh, bill our child was in the hospital. Uh, when he was born, one of our children uh, was in the neonatal unit, born premature, and it was a ten thousand dollar bill. And that don't that sounds like nothing nowadays, I know, but that was a lot of money in the eighties. Yeah, and Still so, is, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, and was, I didn't pay anything on that. Wow, or maybe twenty dollars. I mean, practically nothing. Sure. So this step, it was an inkling, but you you knew in your heart of hearts that it was time to make it, and did probably didn't have a four hundred one k. You're starting an independent church now. Right. You're not associated with mm-hmm. a denomination, so yeah. it's out there. I gave up a lot, but yeah. gave up nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet you felt like you gave up yeah. nothing. Gave you, up a lot, but gave up nothing. Yeah. And some some of the ones when they found out I was doing it at work, and they, they were well meaning, and they weren't being ugly, and they weren't making fun, but they said you're crazy. <laughs> you know. And you said I've always been crazy, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was a you know, I don't regret it not one moment. But you made that step, and that was how long? Do you remember how many years that you had the church? Was uh, uh, the, what, the church I, had been there five years? Five years. So, yeah. so that was uh, that was twenty five years ago that you yeah. made that you made that right. step of faith. Yeah. Wow. And you and you look back with no regrets. I look back with no regrets. Wow. You know those things uh, are a little bit out of character for me. Yeah. Uh, even starting the church, if I can tell a little story, uh, when I started the church, uh, when we we started the church, um, we kept looking for a place to rent. Kept looking, kept looking. Not going to buy, not going to borrow money, not going to, just going to find a place to rent. Yeah. yeah. And that way, I, if it didn't work out, <laughs> 
Just, you could bail out. I could bail out. <laughs> and so uh, there was a place in Carthage called Kirby's Music House that had yeah. been closed down for about 10 years. And so I need to. Yeah, let's, I tell you what, we're, I, I, want, I want you to finish that story because uh, because it's a good one, I know. And uh, we're going to come back in a moment. My longtime friend Jackie Dawson is my guest today. He's pastor of Carthage Full Gospel Church. And we'll be back with more in just a moment. Hey, we're back on the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, along with my friend Jackie Dawson, who's pastor of Carthage Full Gospel Church. And so now the church has started, and uh, you, your initial intention, yes, we're going to do this, but just to be safe, we're going to rent a place. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and in case it don't work out that way, we, you know, we'll just we use, you know, if we've got a year's lease, that's about the worst as it can get. <laughs> but uh, but somehow that, that, that part of it didn't pan out either. We'll pick the story uh, up from there. We couldn't find a suitable place. I'd look here and I'd look there. And, and I was li- still a little hesitant to go storefront. Uh, t- today, there's three or four storefront churches in Carthage, and yeah. nobody thinks anything about it. Yeah. But there was still a little negative to it, and, and I kind of hated that. So I was looking for houses or buildings or whatever to start, and every place it was like there was a roadblock. Yeah. So at the beginning of this process, I went to Mr. Kirby, who owned Kirby Music House. He was retired and lived in Nashville. I, I called him. I said, look, won't you rent this place? No, sir. Not interested in renting. Three or four months later, during the process of this, I'd call him. I'd say, are you interested in, will you rent it to us now? No, sir, but I'll sell it to you, he kept saying. And <laughs> and so uh, it, it's funny now looking back on it. But, Lord, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but. And and he was wanting a huge sum of twenty five thousand dollars, Dwight. About which was then at that time for that. It church, seemed like a lot, a lot of, of money. money. Yeah, and just to try to help people, I believe faith has carried me a long way, but it's a process. Yeah, just like Abraham, you know, he laughed at God, and it was a process to where eventually he said Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Yes, and so it's a process. There you go. And at this point, I had the calling of God. I was willing to take a step, but I had limits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but your faith wasn't twenty five thousand dollars yet. Right. <laughs> and so uh, I, I remember I went to my dad and I said, "So, Dad, what are you going to do? What do you feel called to do?" And he said, "You know, I'm going to come with you." And so I knew he tithed, and I knew I tithed, and I knew how much money he made and how much money I made. So finally, whenever the door was completely closed, couldn't find anything else. So finally, I added our tithes together, and and, and, and I said, you know, it might take us 25 years, but mine and his tithe together will make the payment for this church (laughs) if we had to close it down. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. uh, So uh, finally, I, I convinced myself, you know, with every other door being closed, <laughs> surely this is the Lord <laughs> leading us to this place, it. full of faith and power, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but, but, but here's the neat thing. So we, we borrow that money and buy that place. And then we start working on it. It was in pretty bad shape. I remember those days where y'all and put some sweat equity into that. Put too. sweat equity into it. it. Did a whole lot of work. Uh, did, had a lot of things had to be done. It'd been sitting empty. I don't know for sure how long, but yeah. I'd say at least eight or ten years, maybe a little longer than that. So we we went in and did all this sweat things. And just an example, people would come in and help, and people would come in and give small donations. And when it looked like we was going to run out of money. And maybe had to borrow uh, chairs or a few things like that. A young man that I had been the youth pastor of walked into that building one day 
And he said, Brother Jackie, he said, I've been working at Bonnell all summer. And he said, I've been saving my tithe. And I felt like the Lord wanted me to give it to you. And he handed me a check for $500. Wow. You know, if that wasn't evidence that God was behind this and confidence building, uh, he's never been to a church service. I probably have never seen him over two or three times since then. Since then. That's now, been years ago. It's been 30 but, plus years ago. But he walked in just at the right moment. Just at the right moment. Obeying God at a time when you needed yeah. to have that experience. Wow. And and not only was that amazing, that $25,000 that I was concerned about, that God probably laughed about, <laughs> uh, about a year and a half later, was completely paid in full. A year and a half later. Yeah. And, and now one, But one of the decisions I did make, and, and I'm not patting myself on the back, but I, I was able to make a living. And so I requested from some of our leaders in the church that were helping us uh, start the church. I said, look, I want to donate my first year. Uh, there will be no money coming to me in the first year because I want us to get established and us to have a firm foundation. And I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying that all of those processes – of giving of ourselves, other people giving, of God leading people, allowed us to build a foundation that would help us through the years to grow and become what we feel like God wants us to. What a testimony. And for folks who are listening today who you know have that inkling or that spiritual suggestion about God moving them to do something, go somewhere, give something, whatever it happens to be, what an encouragement it is as you look back over your shoulder over these years to see what Carthage Full Gospel has become, an incredible children's ministry. Uh, in a, do you call it puppets? You call it something uh, else, don't you? We call it Black Light Theater Black Light because Theater. it's full-bodied uh, puppets. Yeah, for the, that that uh, program that you all do every year is so incredible. Uh, Donna, your wife is involved heavily with that. I know you are. Uh, teenagers up there, the church is continues to be a blessing in the community, uh, and it all and, and like you say, it's been a and it's still a process. Yes, it's to this we day still have not arrived. It's means. still a process. You know, we've got about two minutes left, but I got I got to say, several years ago, you gave me a call and said, hey, what are you doing in about three weeks? And I said, what do you mean? He said, I need you to take a little trip with me. I said, where? You said, India. And, yeah. and we went to India together. Yes. And Jackie, that changed my life. I mean, that trip was so life-changing and so incredible. Uh, and one of the things I remember most about it, after we did the minister's conference there, we rolled out into the villages uh, and ministered at their churches, and we, we were out in the in a village in India somewhere, and we turned the corner, and I see this big sign that said, Carthage Full Gospel Church. Yes. <laughs> uh, you had given, your your congregation had given the money to build that church in India, yeah. and they named the church after your church. Yes, sure I'm, I've got a picture of that to this day. <laughs> Carthage Full Gospel Church right there in Machili, Putnam, India. I love yeah. that. Uh, that, and that. That's one of the many things that y'all have done over the over the several years. Yeah, you, you uh, and that was a gr that was a great experience for me. Yeah, uh, there's nothing like there's nothing like uh, letting God direct our paths, is Amen. it? There's nothing like that. Amen. And I would recommend anybody that can work out a, a mission trip for any Christian. I, I don't necessarily. It's not one of those things. The person that first trained me and took me, it was his niche. I mean, yeah. it was his calling. And uh, it never was my niche. Yeah. But I wouldn't give anything for it. 
I'm so glad that that's a part of my life and a part of my history. It's just incredible. And whether you're a pastor or just a Christian trying to follow the Lord, exposing yourself to the other parts of the world and sharing the gospel, it's powerful. Jackie, this has been so good. I've really, really enjoyed your, your taking time to be on the chat. And been a real blessing, brother. Good to see you again. Thank you for having Glad you could join us uh, this week. My friend Jackie Dawson, longtime friend and pastor of Carthage for Gospel, has been here, and we're glad you could be with us also. Join us next week, same time, for the chat.